Begin reading from because you first loved us from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. Book of Isaiah, chapter 55. We're going to begin reading from the sixth verse. I want to say how thankful I am to see everybody here this morning. God bless you. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Last week was Resurrection Sunday. This week is regular Sunday, and God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. He rose from the dead, and he's still alive. Oh, bless his name. From Isaiah chapter 55 and verse number 6, Seek ye the Lord. Now, we're not going to spend just a ton of time on this, but one of the most amazing statements in the Bible is found in Isaiah 55, 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. The strong indicator and not just indicator but when you look at the other portions of scripture the understanding of this is that there's going to come a day when he cannot be found. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And in case you just weren't sure what he meant, he's going to tell you. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. As the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the ground, And maketh it bring forth and bud, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. In the name of the Lord, I would like to preach to you this morning on the subject, when the word goes forth. When the word goes forth. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. With a love unfathomable, a love to which we can only marvel and say, what manner of love is this? That you would look upon us and make us your sons. 
Lord, we thank you today that you have counted us able to stand before you in your holy presence when we are so unworthy and so undeserving that your precious blood covers us, washes us clean, delivers us from all unrighteousness and degradation of flesh. Lord, I thank you today that your blood made the difference. I thank you today, hallelujah, that your name is greater than any name on this earth. We give you praise and ask for your anointing upon the remainder of this service, upon the preaching of your word. Let us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I have always been an avid uh, student, if you please, of preaching. I love preaching. I love preaching, and I love hearing preaching. Uh, It is is a, a heartbeat of mine. And it's been there my whole life. I remember sitting on the front row consuming the preaching of the word that would come forth over the pulpit in our home church of Kokomo, Indiana, Zion Tabernacle. And listening to those men of God that would stand behind that pulpit and preach the word of the Lord. And and, uh, sons and daughters who prophesied. And shared the word of life and spoke to us. It, it, it just put me in awe somehow. In, in, in hindsight, I understand that it was the calling of God. It was the compelling of the spirit of the Lord upon my young heart. And, and so I just, I just loved the, the sharing of the word of God. The distribution of the word of God. And, and I began to uh, develop my... Uh, I began to develop a memory for the preaching. And so I recall messages that were preached, te- texts and titles of sermons and points, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Depending on who was preaching, it got into LMNOP, QRST. And, and, and I just loved it. It was just something that, that, uh, that I just I consumed. I ate it up. And, uh, and sometimes, especially while I was Bible quizzing and learning some of the same scriptures they were using, I would, I would quote the scriptures with them. And that was fun. I thought that was a lot of fun to, to be able to do that. And some of the great messages I remember hearing and, uh, that, that stirred my soul uh, and just, just did something in my life uh, that, that I, can't, I can't fully explain. Uh, but, but reached down into my inner person and molded me and made me in a, in a very unique way. Uh, one message that I remember uh, hearing and being in awe of was uh, a message. Now, this title is pretty amazing. Uh, Brother Edwin Harper preached, Living in a Good Man's Hell. All right, we're going to make the altar call right now. We're just going to go ahead and make it. It's effect, that's the effect it had on me, too. I, listening to that preaching, just it stirred my, my soul, stirred my spirit. I, I, I remember another message on hell that I had heard uh, 
preached by Brother J.T. Pugh, and it was entitled, Your First Night in Hell. And I, uh, I, that message was a, a message that uh, was preached under the unction of the anointing. It came from a vision. I actually asked Reverend Pugh uh, when I saw him at a conference later, where in the world did that message come from? I know it came from the Bible. I know, I know it came from the Bible. But how did you come about that kind of a message to preach and he told me that it came from a vision that he received, and it, it was just random. And it, it came to him in the form of a question. His daughter asked him, what will hell be like? And as he tried to answer her question, he had a vision. And he knew that the vision came from the Lord. So he went to the church to pray, and he spent the next 12 hours immersed in prayer. And when he came from that 12-hour prayer, prayer meeting, he was saturated with the anointing of the Holy Ghost to preach authoritatively on the message your first night in hell. And it was strictly biblical. It was not sensational at all. It was completely biblical and just focused on the facts that the Bible, uh, how the Bible describes hell. And, and it is so convicting. I, I was driving my car while listening to the message and I almost couldn't get to where I was going because I had to about pull over to the side of the road and, and build an altar unto the Lord right there. And in fact, I, I'm going to just share this with you. Don't tell anybody. I was on my way to play golf. That was the worst golf game. That was the worst golf game. I'm talking about trembling. Trying to, Lord, forgive me for playing golf. <laughs> Lord, help me. And, but there's, there is something that happens when the word of God is shared and is preached, is delivered to the soul. The soul is, is designed to receive a word from the Lord. I remember hearing Brother J.T. Pugh preach another message entitled, The Removal of Humiliation. And he talked about how that God wants to remove shame from off of people and remove guilt from them and take the condemnation that hovers over them and haunts them and 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 and. and keeps them in bondage and I remember I was 14 years old and he preached the removal of humiliation when the service concluded there was there was uh, there was hardly an uttered word people couldn't even respond they they were just there was a holy hush that fell over the audience that day and and we walked out of the church and there wasn't even the the, the chit chat that can go on at the end of a service it was just something just happened we just stood in a special sacred place and we all knew it and i remember sitting down in the back seat of the car to to leave the church that day and my mother said we were all still weeping from the the profundity of the message and and the soul searching that went on and she just broke the silence as we sat there in awe of what the Lord had done and just said Joel you've heard us talk about old time preaching that was old time preaching I remember Bishop James Johnson pastor of Bethesda Temple in St. Louis Missouri the former presiding bishop of the PAW preaching the importance of properly identifying Jesus. Who do men say that I the son of man am? Well, some say Jeremiah, some say Elijah, some, some John the Baptist. But, but the real question is, who do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. I don't know if a message more formed me than that, than that message 
uh, by Bishop James Johnson. And I'll never forget it. And of course, uh, the most influential preaching from my father and my grandfather through the years. I, 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 I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for preaching. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be anointed of God if it weren't for preaching. I would have lost battles that would have taken my life a long time ago if it weren't for a steady diet of preaching. There were battles that I fought in my young life that I got through because I had the Walkman. Anybody remember the Walkman? It came just after the wheel and, and just before sliced bread and... And I would put a preaching tape. Anybody remember a preaching tape or a tape? And I would play the tape in my Walkman. I remember hearing my father preach, binding the strong man. And I would listen to that over and over, binding the strong man. You want to know why? Because I was having a bout with some principality that was coming against me. And I I wasn't going to fight that battle by myself. I was going to let the word of God go before me and fight this battle. Oh, hallelujah. So I started preaching at a young age. and, and, And man, I thought when I grabbed that mic and stood behind that pulpit... Just out of me would flow living in a good man's hell. The importance of properly identifying Jesus. And it didn't quite happen like that. It didn't quite happen like that. And so I cried sometimes when they gave me the mic and just, just, just terrified of people. People are looking at me and I'm terrified and I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And, and I would... I would cave and crumble, but there was a fire lit inside of me. And when that fire gets inside of you, the Bible said it's like a fire shut up in your bones. You got to get it out. It'll, it'll eat you up from the inside out. You, when you start to believe it, hallelujah, and you start to know it, and you begin to experience that this is the truth, and this is the, this is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life, and I'm walking in it, and I'm living it, and this is what it's about. It'll eat you up on the inside out. I'm still stage fright, but I like preaching. Hallelujah. And something happens when preaching begins to to take place. So I, you know, I had my challenges. There were times where I, you know, I like to dance for the Lord, dance before the Lord. But I have learned through the years not to do it so close to the steps. You learn some, a lot of unnecessary pain. And I'm not joking. (laughs) You learn some things along the way, and you add that to what you begin to, to understand about preaching. But, but it, I began to understand that it doesn't, it doesn't matter how effectively you, you share material. It, it doesn't even matter. You, I mean, it's, if you can do it effectively, that's great. If you can have a good presentation, that's better. If you've got a good delivery of the word, that's important. It's good. You know, it's, good. it's all good, but, but, but let's understand where the power is. Let's make sure we have a very clear awareness of where the power of the word is. It is not in how effectively somebody presents it. It is not in somebody's personality. It's not in somebody's charm or charisma. It is in this holy book right here. These words are not just 
arbitrary words. These are not just ancient literary masterpieces. These aren't just a collection of people who had good things to say and and they just said it. No, sir. No, ma'am. This is the holy word of life that has come from the mouth of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything, everything has to match up to this. This is the standard by which all life is measured. It is the holy word of God. And God said, preach it. Preach it. Declare it. Open up your mouth and say my word. Cry aloud. Spare not. He said in one place. As a matter of fact, the scripture teaches us the scripture teaches us that, that God hath chosen through the foolishness of preaching. Through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And what a, what a word to use. And some people would say, well, that's what I would call it, foolishness. But the scripture teaches us, ladies and gentlemen, that it's not the foolishness of, of God. But it is actually the foolishness of, of man. And so when, when, when man looks at the wisdom of God, he actually thinks that he's looking at foolishness. And the apostle Paul told the church at Corinth, he said, there are going to be people after people who rise up and tell you that this is foolish for you to believe what it is that you are saying. And he said, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us that believe, it is the power of God. And God hath chosen through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So there are going to be a host of people who rise up to decry the preaching of the cross. We preached it last Sunday. And we're going to preach it this Sunday. And we're going to preach it next Sunday. And the Sunday after that. And the Monday after that. And the Tuesday after that. And the Wednesday after that. Because it's the truth of the word of God. God himself was manifest in this flesh. Unto us a child was given. Unto us a son was born. And the government is upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. He was robed in flesh. He was wrapped in flesh. And he condemned sin in the flesh. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. God commended his love toward us. And he went to that cross and he suffered and he bled and he died. He died the death you and I were supposed to die. He died the death that you and I deserve to die. He took your pain. He took your punishment. He took your shame. He took your sin. He took all your bondage. He took every principality and every power that has bound men, women, boys and girls through generations and he nailed them to the cross. He nailed the ordinances to the cross. He nailed the old covenant to the cross. That cross ladies and gentlemen is the power of God unto salvation. 
And people can believe that it's foolish all that they want. But God said, I have chosen through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Isaiah, I want you to open up your mouth and speak my word. Now get ready because what's going to come out of your mouth is going to sound foolish to this world. And there are going to be people who will ridicule you for saying what I'm going to have you say. But this is what I want you to say. Now, don't think about it. Just say it. You got to speak my word. I'm not going to put it in your mind so much as I'm going to put it in your mouth. Open up your mouth. And this is what I want you to say. Hundreds of years before it happened, I want you to open up your mouth and say, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. Now, now, now you can say, now you can say Isaiah is crazy all you want, but it happened. And you know what else they said was crazy that Isaiah said? Isaiah said, the Lord sitteth upon the circle of the earth. And everybody back then said, he's crazy. Everybody knows that the earth is a flat surface and is supported by many columns and pillars. He's a crazy man that the earth is round. He's a crazy man that there's a circle of the earth. But Isaiah said, I don't know how to prove it. I don't know how to describe it. All I know is that the Lord told me that he sits on the circle of the earth. When Job said that the Lord hangeth the earth upon nothing, they all said he was crazy. Everybody knows that's not possible. You can't hang something on nothing. Job said, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to prove it. I don't know what I'm even talking about. All I can say is that there's no thing that is attached to the earth that I can see with my eyes. But it's there. It's hanging. It's suspended. He's hanging it on nothing. I know it's foolish. I know. I know it sounds foolish, but it's true. The foolishness of God, hallelujah, is the the wisdom of God is to this earth foolishness. And God said they're going to always think it's foolishness. It's not about convincing them that it is or isn't foolishness. It's about preaching, 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 preaching. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. He's the Deliverer. Hallelujah. His blood has power. His spirit has power. His grace is sufficient. His love is enough. Oh, hallelujah. Preach, 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 preach it. Hallelujah. This is why the Apostle Paul spoke to Timothy and said, Timothy, there's going to come a time when they will not endure sound doctrine. There's going to come a time when they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. There's going to come a time when they'll be disobedient to parents. There's going to come a time when they'll live unthankful, when they'll live unholy. There's going to come a time when perilous times shall come. You've got to understand, Timothy, 
that there's coming a day and we're living in the day he was describing and the only thing you can do Timothy I'm going to tell you how to handle it I'm going to tell you what to do this is what you do preach the word hallelujah preach the word oh glory to God put your sword away and preach the word preach the word put your insults away put your carnal barbs and snide remarks away and preach the word put your opinions away put your speculation away put your pet peeves and preferences away and preach the word preach the word stand up on your two feet open up your mouth and declare what thus saith the Lord when the stones are flying preach the word when the bullets are flying preach the word preach it preach it preach the word Be instant, in season, and out of season. My father was a big believer in instant, in season, and out of season. I'd get up on the platform. I'm a teenager. He'd say, Joe, that meant, oh, no. I'm in big trouble. Service is going on. He'd lean over and say, when they get done with this song, I want you to take about 10 minutes. Oh, problem. Since I've got about 45 seconds worth of something in me. But he was teaching me, have it in your heart. Have it in your soul. Have it in your spirit. Have it in your mind. And be ready. Hallelujah. At a moment's notice to stand up behind the pulpit. If you're stage fright or not, don't worry about it. Stand up and declare the word of the Lord. Open up. If you're in the grocery store and the opportunity presents itself. When you come on somebody. When you're just having a casual conversation and all of a sudden somebody says I have a need in my life it's go time I said it's go time it's time to preach the word They don't need a motivational talk. They need Jesus. They don't need some kind of a self-help, self-esteem boost. They need Jesus. They don't need a confidence builder. They need Jesus, the Savior of all mankind. Hallelujah. The God of heaven and earth. That's what they need. Preach it. Declare it. There's power in the preached word. There is power in the preached word. Open up your mouth. That's what Jesus told his disciples. They were wondering, what should we do with the rest of our life? I'll tell you what you're going to do and what the generation following you is going to do and the generation following them is going to do. Go ye into all the world and preach. Hallelujah. Go ye into every nation. Hallelujah. And look out every creature and preach the word. You go into every village, every highway and byway. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why we have a mandate. I said a mandate to support global missions. It is our, it is why we're here. We are a preaching organism decided by God ordained of the Lord to preach his word to preach his word preach it preach it preach it to whoever will listen declare ye the word of the Lord 
And when it's not appropriate for you to open up a Bible and open up a notebook and set out, you set out your Bible study chart and, and, it's, and, and it's not the right setting and, and you, you, you just, it's, it, it probably won't be the most effective tool, preach it with your life. It's not, always the, it's not always the appropriate setting to go thump somebody with this. Okay, I understand that. We're not trying to get HR called on everybody. We're just. But, but you don't even, you know what? You know what? You can, you can live this. You be a living epistle. Read and known of all men. When you walk by, they need to see the Beatitudes written all over you. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the meek. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. When you walk by, they need to see the fruit of the Spirit written all over you. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, timidity. They don't even know what Galatians is, but they're reading Galatians in you. The gifts of the Spirit aren't supposed to be spooky. The gifts of the Spirit aren't supposed to be sensational. Everybody thinks they got to be up in front of thousands of people in order to operate in prophecy or operate in the word of wisdom. No, sir. No, ma'am. The word of wisdom is most effective in a casual conversation. The word of knowledge is most effective in a one-on-one conversation. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. Preach the word. Preach the gospel to to every creature. Hallelujah. You don't even know. You don't, see, here's, there's power in the preached word. The power's in the word. The, the power's not in, 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 in your abilities. The power's in the word. That's why God can use anybody. And, 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 and if you ever get like inflated in your ego, just remember him using that donkey. And that helps you. It helps, it helps bring everything into perspective, you know. Oh, I really, I'm really something. I preached and somebody said it was good. No, 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 no. See, God will resist that. And he'll bring it all into perspective. He can use anybody from anywhere. One of the greatest prophets of the, of the whole Bible, Elijah. I love what the, how the Bible describes Elijah. It says, Elijah, one of the inhabitants of Gilead. That's it. No resume, no pedigree, no long lineage of super prophets that are passing this mantle, mantle, mantle. No, no, he's one, he's, he's one of the people who lived in Gilead. And the anointing of God came on him. And that man prayed, and that man sought God, and that man touched the face of God. And God used him mightily in that world that was so far from God to preach to Israel, to preach God's word to Israel, to call them back into relationship with God, to pull them from their backslidings, back into a relationship with the Lord. That's what preaching will do. The power is in the preached word. You just preach what the Lord gives you. You just share what the Lord gives you. You just open up your mouth and the word flows out. I remember preaching in San Diego with my father at a men's retreat. We were preaching and I preached a message uh, on that Saturday morning. We preached back to back. I preached a message on Josiah. The whole message was about Josiah. And, and, and I just preached, I felt led to, so I did. I preached a whole message on Josiah. Josiah this, Josiah that, Josiah, 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 Josiah. And then my dad got up behind me and he preached a message on grace. Grace, the grace of God. 
grace, grace, God's grace. And he preached grace, 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 Josiah, grace, Josiah, grace. One of the men came up to me after the service, and he came up weeping. He said, you don't understand what the Lord has done for me today. He said, I came to this men's retreat needing a word from the Lord. My priorities have gotten off kilter. And I, and I, and I feel like I'm failing as a, as a husband and as a father. And I feel like I'm, I'm not leading my family. And, and I, was, I was detached from my, my kids. And he said... He said, I have two children that have been, I've been concerned about my relationship with them. And he said, one's a boy and one's a girl. His name is Josiah. Her name is Grace. I said, glory. Because I didn't know nothing about no Josiah. I just knew what the Lord had laid on my heart. And when the Lord lays it on your heart, preach it. Preach it. Open up your mouth and preach it. And I guarantee you somebody's chains are going to fall off. I guarantee you somebody's addiction is going to break. I guarantee you that the... Oh, I wish I could preach it. Somebody in this house can be delivered by the power of God's word. Hallelujah. See, see, the Lord spoke through the prophet Isaiah and said to him that as the, as the rain comes down and as the snow comes down and, it, and it, it just goes into the ground and it brings forth fruit and it, it waters the earth, so shall my word be. When it goes forth, my word will accomplish that whereto it is sent. It will not return unto me void. When it comes back to me, it will have accomplished the thing whereto I sent it. The word of God does not go forth unless it goes forth to do something miraculous. Unless it goes forth to do something great. What you're hearing when you hear the word is not just another sermon. It's not just another lecture. It is life giving seed hallelujah to the sower and bread to the eater hallelujah let me explain to you what happens the spirit of God moves upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light when the word goes forth, the word always follows the moving of the spirit. See, that's, that's, the, that's the precedent that the scripture sets. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Does that sound like anybody's circumstances right now? Without form, void of life, void of anything going on that's good. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God that you can't see and that you can't naturally feel. It's invisible. It's in audible but it is real the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and the first sound you hear is God said hallelujah the word of God is the first sound we hear God said 
let there be light but before the word spoke the spirit moved what I'm trying to tell you is that if you hear a word you can rest assured the spirit is already moving If, oh, I wish I could preach it like I feel it. I'm going to tell you right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus is a healer. The Lord thy God, it is he that healeth thee. In the name of Jesus. Jesus is a way maker. He'll wake away when there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. He's a burden bearer. He's a heavy load sharer. Hallelujah. He'll come up under your circumstances and give you power you never knew. Even as I declare that word, the spirit is already moving. You can't feel it. You can't see it. You can't hear it. It looks like everything's still void. It still looks like darkness is upon the face of the deep. It still looks like the world is without form. It is void. There's nothing to celebrate about. There's nothing to rejoice about. But the word said, let there be light and there was light if the word comes forth that means the spirit is moving see you gotta you gotta understand what what's happening here see the reason we sing at the beginning of a service and praise God is because the spirit needs to move before the preaching takes place. Whoo. Hallelujah. Never turn back. Never turn back. Never turn back. Never turn back. Going to keep on going till I reach the other shore. Hallelujah. Rains may fall. Waves may roll. Storms may rise. And the winds may blow, but I will never, 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 never turn back no more. See, oh, I wish I could preach it. I wish I could. Never. Ha. No, no, no. See, see, it is biblical to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise to be thankful unto him and bless his name that's how we begin a service that's how we enter into a service it's not to fill up more time than necessary it's not just so that we can take up an hour and a half instead of just an hour it's so that we can usher in the spirit of the living God let the spirit move have your way Holy Ghost move Holy Ghost move Holy Ghost move upon these waters move upon these circumstances move upon these hearts and these minds and these souls oh hallelujah and so the spirit of God goes out over this congregation just as it did the earth that was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And all week long, you've been fighting devils. You've been fighting depression. You've been fighting, you've been fighting thoughts of suicide. You've been fighting thoughts of, of giving up, throwing in the towel. You've been fighting diseases and sicknesses and symptoms that look worse than maybe even what, what, what you thought they were. And one problem after another, family trouble, family crisis, marital problems, financial problems. 
comes and you walk up into this house, you need a word from the Lord. Now listen, we could give a history lesson and you could walk out of here saying that that was very informative. We could even give financial advice and you would walk out of here saying that really helped me. We could give you, we could give you relationship counsel and you'd go from here saying that was really good stuff to hear. But I'm talking about something supernatural. I'm talking about hearing the truth that will stand when money is on fire. I'm talking about a truth that will stand when you're marital crisis is done and over with I'm talking about the eternal word of the living God there's power in the priest's word the grass withereth and the flower fadeth but the word of our God shall stand forever heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away thy word O Lord is forever settled in the heavens thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow of the bone and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and that light shined in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He came unto the world, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power. I'm going to say that again. To as many as received him, to them gave he power. I'm going to say it one more time. To as many as received the word, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And the word was made flesh the word dwelt among us no longer was the word a page the word was a person thou shalt not kill dwelt among us thou shalt not steal dwelt among us thou shalt have no other gods before me walked and talked with us hallelujah thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart soul mind strength was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory is of the only begotten of the father and he was full of grace and he was full of truth I'm going to tell you something that word was sent forth from almighty God there was a time but the waver when that word was in the garden of Gethsemane and he wanted this cup to pass from him. But, but he couldn't because 
the word hadn't accomplished what it had been sent to accomplish yet. So my word does not return unto me void. It will accomplish that. Where to it is sent, it will accomplish what I please. When Isaiah said, hallelujah, that there is none beside me, no, not one. When Isaiah said that I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. When Isaiah said his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us, the word went forth. When Zechariah said, in that day his name shall be one, and there shall be one Lord, the word went forth. Oh, hallelujah. When Jacob said that the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come, the word went forth. When David said that the Lord humbled himself to behold the things that are in heaven and the things that are in earth, the word went forth. Glory. That word is Jesus. I said that word is Jesus. And if you'll believe that, there's power in this place. Hallelujah. To break every chain that binds you. Y'all, I just got it. Let me just, let me just say it. You think, you think you're in sitting here with a bunch of Sunday go to meeting people? No, sir. No, ma'am. That's not what you're sitting in. You're sitting in a congregation of people who have been brought out. Brought out of darkness. There are people sitting in this sanctuary that used to be so enslaved by alcohol, they wanted to take their own life. There are people sitting in this sanctuary that used to be so enslaved by nicotine, they couldn't have one peaceful day. There are people in this sanctuary who have spent time in prison, spent time in jail, been on their deathbed. But Jesus, Jesus. I said for Jesus, the Word made flesh, the Word made flesh. Glory. Jesus, Jesus. So you'll pardon them if they dance when they hear that name. You'll pardon them if they shout when they sing that name. You'll pardon them if they leave for joy when they hear that name. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <laughs> Let's lift up our hands right now in this sanctuary.
Let's lift up our hands in this sanctuary. Oh, God, help us. 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 I feel in the Holy Ghost like there are people in this room. Hallelujah. Struggling with their faith. And the Lord woke me up to tell somebody it's not over. It is not over. What you've been praying for is not over. What you've been believing God for and have felt so disappointed about, it is not over. The story is not complete. The word will accomplish that whereto it is sent. The word will accomplish that whereto it is sent. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody, lift up your hands right now in the Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands right now in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let me tell you something. The Spirit brought you here this morning. I said the Spirit brought you here this morning. You don't know it. You think you decided to come. But that thing compelling you is the Spirit of God. That thing that pulled on you. That influence, that influence that is speaking to your heart. It's a still, small voice. It's speaking to your heart. That's the Spirit of the Lord moving upon the face of your waters. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. These altars are filling up. Somebody else needs to come right now. Come right now. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Come right now. Come right now. This is the Holy Ghost. This is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, this is the Holy Word of God. That's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, in the name of Jesus. This is the Holy Word of God. This isn't man's opinion. That's it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, God's going to accomplish what He has sent His Word to accomplish. Yes, He is. Yes, he is. 